0: Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all
1: things Club America and English. Oh, what a strike, Club America! Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and
0: everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. America!
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, we're here to break everything down in regards to the Ligia. We're in the playoffs and we're looking ahead into the quarterfinals. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host from Brooklyn. There's none other than Mr. AJ himself, a.k.a. Young Arnie. How are we, my friend?
2: I'm um, doing good. Um, Did some exercise today, as always. So, you know, got to keep the grind going. Never stops. Um, And I'm here. I am ready to talk everything through America.
1: Definitely, definitely. We're going to jump into what is going to be an interesting, you know latter half of the podcast as we do have pachuca now we're going to recap a little bit of that portland game and some of the good things we saw in that matchup um and another conca calf moment that we got and what maybe wasn't a penalty aj we'll discuss discuss about that a little bit more and everything in between and joining us again once again it is someone who we should at least now just embed into the podcast intro aj am i right um it is none other than mr brian himself brian
0: how are you my friend Doing pretty good, doing pretty good, especially after that uh, Tonka Champions, we survived moment, so... Yeah, I'm yeah, it was
1: scary, right? Yeah. And, I mean, we're talking about that, we might as well jump into that, you know, we came into this game against Portland knowing that it was going to be a huge matchup, knowing that we had to go in there and take care of business, and all of a sudden, you know, things were looking promising for America, right? You get you get your goal, Vines gets the header in, you're continuously attacking, you get that second goal, but then, you know, you get caught in that moment and then you um you concede through that penalty and at that point, what did you have going through
0: your head, Brian? When they when when the favorite When when was Portland turning. scores. Yeah. Yeah, so um felt, felt pretty confident. Um didn't like the setup though. That had the recipe for, you know, what what we're used to seeing in this tournament, which is just total swing of momentum. But for some reason um, there was enough quality throughout that game where I started to feel like, mm, America can really, you know, see this one through and eventually they did. Um, but I was feeling more confident than I would have been previously.
1: No, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. AJ, how are you feeling going in, into this game knowing that we were 2-0 up, then Portland gets that, you know, uh, dubious P- PK and then, of course, gets uh, converts it. How, how did you feel at that point, 2-1?
2: Um, I was still fine. But it was the point that, you know, it's Concave, Anything can happen. So this was a game where, you know, Portland kind of had some momentum after getting that PK and it's like they can do something at this point in woke America where it's like, don't let your guard down. We got a lead in this series. But at any given point, Portland could just score another goal in tie-up. Example, like the LAFC game, we were winning. Carlson happened to score two goals in the span of a minute. It's just like, yeah, the series is tied up. What are we going to do? Thankfully, America responded and were on high alert throughout that entire game, especially six minutes later. They also are scored a goal. And from that point, it's like, okay, I think we got it now. We're good.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, I I completely agree with you on on, on that aspect, and I think Brian, we, we talked a little bit on halftime through uh through DMs, and you know. We were up by one only at that point, but I think the message was clear. What me and you said was, we have to go out there and score more goals, right? We can't get comfortable with this kind of one-nil advantage. And AJ said that I mentioned to you under Solari's era, we haven't really seen an America side really, you know, take a a, a two, three, four goal lead um, really under his tenure. And I said that that has to kind of be the difference maker in this game because against this Portland side, yes, maybe you have a lot going for you, especially being at home and the altitude and whatever, but, you still can't discount them, right? They have players that have played in, in in types of games like this, and players that want to go up against America. And so we knew that you know you you had to go out there and take care of business. Uh, and then you knew, you saw that you know we got a penalty, Venus converts it. Uh, it was a little bit scary. I didn't think he was gonna gonna put it behind the goalkeeper, but you know it goes in, and after it goes in, no one really you know questions that aspect. Um, but like I I did like the response of America after conceding the goal, it was like, okay, we're still not going to let off the gas pedal here. We're not going to kind of throw the bus behind us either. Um, And, you know, Leo Suarez came out and and had a pretty good game. I don't know what you gentlemen thought about Leo Suarez, but I think this has maybe been his best game since the Atlético San Luis game. You know, and and that's a long time to go (laughs) with having a a good game. But, you know, he gets his goal and America kind of secured the game at that point, to 3-1, you're thinking job pretty much done here uh just you know keep it tight at the back america did so and you know they walk out of the estadio up with a 3-1 victory over portland and i think all you can really say is you know hats off to solari for you know understanding how this game had to go and play out and i think the moves he made as well throughout the game uh definitely benefited america yeah for sure mm-hmm. i
2: agree yeah. totally yeah, not that bad. Especially for Leo Suarez, this is one of the games where I just felt like this is one of the barriers he's had all season. And the last time in a CONCACAF match, he happened to score in a quarter foul. That was against Atlanta United um, last year. So just to see uh, moments like that again, it's just like, you know, Leo Suarez needed this goal because at this point, everyone's just wondering, why is he still in the club? It's like that same situation where it's like we don't have any right midfielders but we put him in because there's no other choice. But at the same time, the American East was always like, why are we having every single line? It's like the Chucho Lopez situation. No matter what lineup you put, you still see him in there, and it's why. And then with that goal and the performance that Leo Suarez has in the Italian war, this is why we got from Villarreal in the first place. And at this point, you know, he needed that goal. It gave gave him confidence to say that I'm here to stay. And so, that you could trust me putting me in that starting 11. So that's why I'd like to see From Leo Suarez. And from Solai, great job on him with the substitutions he did throughout the entire game. I feel like he had it under control from the very main. Despite the controversial penalty, he didn't let that decide from getting the job done at the end.
1: No, definitely. I agree with you. Brian, I use footmob. mob, um, mob, Excuse me, not footmob. And they gave Leo Suarez an 8.9 rating. Is that fair? Yeah.
0: (laughs) It was local score. Granted. I don't always agree with him, but they had him in a 7-7. Seven, seven. I think we could agree an 8 would be solid. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's fair, right? Um, 8.9. I was like, well, I don't know what game you guys were watching. Yeah, that, that would be a total <laughs> domination. Still lost the ball a little bit, but um, he needed a game like that. Again, does this secure things in the future? You don't know. You just need to have quality like that. that that's the one thing that has to separate you from the opponents, especially in Conca Champions. Is that depth? Can you call on somebody to? Hey, you've you've been a little quiet, so you need to turn that you know turn turn the the volume up, and that's what he did. And you know, hindsight twenty twenty, he got that goal, and then you look back because you know there was a lot of complaints about the one that was called in favor of America, and there were people were like, we're getting conquered after like, hold on a second, have you been watching the whole tournament? Exactly, you watching <laughs> the whole thing? got one, and then what happened? They got one, so yeah, it was like, like right it was like, after <laughs> you're like, this stinks right now. This is really hurting. But that third one, you're okay. See, now you can't even rely on that. You put the game away. Um, beautiful game, um, and I was happy for the most part. Um, that's the type of result. I, you know, I, I predicted a one nil. I went, I went, you know, a bit conservative on it, but I knew that was possible. I knew to put they could put goals away. And and thankfully they did, and that's going to just motivate them going forward. Yeah, and I think this game overall
1: is was really important for América, not because you just you know secure yourself in in a semifinal spot in the Concacaf Champions League. Obviously, that's kind of a no brainer, but. The one thing that hurt America last season, I think, was not having kind of this midweek game and not having momentum to carry into the Ligia, right? Now you have this Portland game to kind of track you, and you have players like Leo Suarez, who got minutes under their belt, got a goal, and now maybe it's going to be a little bit on a high. So when you go up against Pachuca this Thursday, there's something to kind of go there and be like, all right, we played last week. And it hasn't been like we haven't played for two weeks. We right. played last week. We had some game under, uh, you know, some game minutes and we did a good job. We won 3-1. We're on a high. And, you know, I I just think that's exactly what America needed to bolster them just even further. Because like we mentioned time and time again, with this Ligia structure, it's always momentum is the defining factor sometimes in in, in how far you can make it into this playoff. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait to see. But I think America is in a poised position now after that result against Portland to then, you know, go on and and, and succeed in the Ligia. So, of Mm -hmm. course, you know, match ends. America gets a 3-1 result, looking good on all aspects. Um, And we already knew at that point that, you know, Philly was going to be the team that we were going to face. So now, gentlemen, how do you guys feel about going up against Philadelphia Union, the last MLS team standing?
2: Mm -hmm. Interesting to say say the least, because, I mean, the only memory I have Philadelphia Union, um, they knocked my Rebels out. That was like two years ago, so they had a Marco Fabian. They don't have him anymore, so it's like, okay, I'll have to see a familiar face on this team, but all in all, they've done very well. Despite might mean the only team that's standing in MLS left to represent them from their league. They've, they've clashed with some of the with, um, teams in this tournament. They gave Sapriza an absolute whooping, which they show, like, that's a team to um fear, and then look what they did to Atlanta United. It just completely blew them out of the water, so this is the team I, I would not underestimate them because their last couple of games and CONCACAF, if I'm not mistaken, they've had nine nine goals actually scored in just four games. So just looking at that, about two goals in every single match. So this is this could be um a challenge for um the defense while we are the while we are the best. Um I'd say the well, we haven't one of the best defenses in the league surprise this year, especially with our lineup. This is could be a challenge for America's I mean, defense, given that challenge that they need. Stay on their toes against this Philadelphia Union side.
1: Definitely. We got saw in the chat here saying it's Saprisa, the worst Saprisa in 20 years. Oh, hey,
2: yes, it is. It is the injury Job still the, got done. <laughs> the, the, the constant injuries they have to the players, some controversial signings, like seeing Johan Venegas just leads arguably their best striker that they had in a while. And they're just like, why? And then the change in management. Yeah, no, it's been very bad. As you guys South know, East AJ
1: South. studies a lot of, uh, of Costa Rican football. If you guys haven't already gotten the hint there. But uh Brian, look, you know, how how you feel about uh, Philadelphia Union? And and it and it's an odd thing because we don't face them until August. So uh you know, worlds apart really. I mean, a lot can happen within that time span. I mean, you know, uh Chicago Fire saying they were top of the league last year too in MLS, and yes, they have had some traction going. Um, but just as much as they, they've been going well, you know. They could get MLS and, you know, at that point they could be sixth in the table at that point and and, and maybe struggling. But they look like a constantly good side. How are you feeling about Philly?
0: Yeah, I mean, it seemed like they were the better side in terms of putting the ball away, especially in the Atlanta uh, meeting. So it's something to keep an eye on. But like you said, this is going to be a big gap until the next time you play form now is much much different it's a completely different scenario and we get to see a different point of view from an MLS side before it was you know not quite in rhythm but not really focusing on mid-season fatigue and injury now you get pushed to yeah that's going to be your big focus on pushing for an important part of your season so it's like what 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 are they going to be able to do in that point of You know, point in time. And then what is America going to look like heading into that? That's that's just such a big question mark. But if they were to play this Thursday or, you know, next week, I would feel confident. But you can't sleep on a team like that because they can put the ball away.
1: Definitely. And I think you mentioned something interesting right there. You know, they're going to be in the mix of their season. America is going to be barely starting theirs. So, I mean, questions about, you know, whether or not some of these players that played against Portland will be even featuring against, right. you know, Philly. That's going to be an interesting thing to, to factor in as well. But for the most part, America gets Philly into the semifinals. We'll kind of cross that bridge when we get there. And I think, you know, we, we all want to see America make it into the final and whether or not we get Rayados or Cruz Azul. That's a whole different story. But either way, you got to play who's in front of you, right? That's all you can do. And so we'll have to see what America does. We saw again in the chat saying, always fun listening, boys. Keep it up, America, to win it all. Make sure Memo gets to face Chelsea. As if Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea. gets past Manchester City. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, what? If, I don't well, know if I Chelsea would, well, gets past if America, City. If, if, if America got to do what Monterrey and Tigre didn't do, that would be pretty special. That would be that, that would, would be, be special. really special,
1: and I like our odds against Chelsea. I don't know, I'm mean, that's that's just well, see, me. Who,
0: who joins on, you know? That's yeah, it's still, that's that's again, you have to win first, but yeah, so obviously, cool. right? You you know. Can't get ahead, can't get ahead. You exactly. got to just
1: focus on Philly first, and then if uh, if the glory road is down ahead with Chelsea, well, then the glory road is down ahead with Chelsea, but all right, gentlemen, um. That pretty much wraps up CCL for right now. Like we mentioned, big gap in between, and uh, whenever, whenever that gap comes closing down,
0: we can, um, we a can nice breathe, breathe a little bit. Yeah, we can <laughs> breathe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah,
1: But we can't breathe too much yet, Brian no, no, Because no, we no, have no, no. we have playoffs now We have Ligia, True. True. and now the main focus Because, like you mentioned, AJ, Santiago Banya's Real focus has always been the league The Conca- oh. Conca- CONCACAF Champions League Was just, uh, you know, a little rec league That he wanted to kind <laughs> of, you know Have his players just play in In the meantime um, We're, we're going to talk Ligia right now We're going to talk all things Pachuca and, and get you guys caught up, ready for a game On Thursday and Sunday But beforehand, AJ, AJ, we have a bit of Guapa news, but beforehand, I want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by Footcult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check out FootCall.com. use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off all FootCall products, and of course, you guys can pre-order this amazing, beautiful jersey on your screen right now, get 10% off. It is a beauty. We just dropped it two weeks ago, and uh, it's, it's definitely just... Uh, I don't know, AJ, how can you describe it?
2: Um beautiful. I happen to own one of the Ochintas kits themselves and just seeing this jersey as well just reminds me a lot of the kit. So just to see that I'm wearing I'll be wearing that soon enough and have the feel of the ochintas, it's just beautiful.
1: Definitely talk about a throwback Thursday, if anything. So, if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go pre order that or get anything else on the website and use the discount code EEP at checkout to get tippers on off. Again, thank you for called for sponsoring today's episode. All right, we got a question in the chat Do we start Venus or Henry on Thursday? Luis, Great question. We'll get to it in just a second. But I want to talk a little bit about Coapa News because, of course, the schedule was brought out that we we're going to be playing against Pachuca on Thursday and Sunday. Thursday's game is still the same, but Sunday's game has changed. So from Thursday, uh, that was a 7 p.m. Pacific time kickoff, and that stays the same. On um, on Sunday, it was going to be the same way around. No, excuse me. On Thursday, is going to be, it's a 5 p.m. Pacific time kickoff, and then on Sunday, it was supposed to be a 7 p.m., but it got pushed back an hour. so now it's going to be a 6 p.m. kickoff time, Pacific Standard Time, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 9, I'm mean, sorry, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, so those of you guys that were thinking, oh, I got an hour to get to the game beforehand, well, not really so much the league at I don't know why they changed it. They just did. Um, also, big news. AJ, we just mentioned it, and a lot has been confirmed already. Um, 25% in the take up for this game on Sunday. should be an interesting one. Uh, will it get filled up? W- w- what are you thinking, AJ?
2: Man, I don't want to be even roasting my team right now in the Saints, but I feel like that feels almost like the, I mentioned in, the, in our group chat. That's like the same amount we usually fill at the Astonco because now I think we can't even fill it up as much. But to see 25%, though... Considering what Mexico City has gone through with COVID, considering it was an area that was really bad, I mean, it's for them. It's their turn not to test see how it is. They will be putting the um the six feet um rule for everyone to just social distance, have the mask on during the match. I mean, it's exciting to see. We'll finally get to see some football being played at Mexico with fans. So I'm actually genuinely excited to see this. Especially this is something for America. What a better way to start off the Lig- the Ligia, your You're um with having fans over there, well, when they go play at home. So it'd be nice to them. And it's great for the fans as well. They finally get to see Club um, America. They're um, the biggest team in Mexico, play at the biggest stadium in Mexico.
1: I would say the biggest stadium in our region, in CONCACAF. All right. Uh, Brian, how are you feeling, 25% of people in the Estadio Um, it,
0: It'll be interesting. Um, obviously, we've had a few examples of, teams testing this ability Mm -hmm. to at least slowly introduce team um, players uh, during the, or I'm sorry, fans during the game. Um, I think it could be, I think it can be successful. And I mean, that's still a nice chunk of people to witness the game. Um, I I think, I think they could pull it off um, with, with, you know, few hiccups. So it's something exciting and you hope it does go smoothly. And I, I think there's that possibility and again, changes the atmosphere. Now it's, now it's, You know, we're starting to feel like you know more than a year ago. So, um, yeah, a little bit of positivity. So, yeah, yeah. So, hopefully, it goes smoothly.
1: Look, I'm just happy that we're no longer going to be having that terrible Dothan fans, like the virtual. Oh, I remember that. (laughs)
0: That was and the the weird and the weird on Fox. They were really weird in the Portland game with the fan noise. They have fans in the stadium. And be like, and I'd be like looking away, and you'd be like, oh, and I'm, I look back, and it's like the guy's at midfield. It's not even like a counter. Yeah, oh turn this thing off. Like we did go back to, like, like at least turn it off.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. the The, the day of the virtual fans hopefully is over.
0: Yeah,
1: um, for good. I, I couldn't stand those two the NF virtual fans. I, it's terrible. Oh, I, I not even know what was going on in the yeah. stands. Like, yeah, yeah, just like that. The whole time. Like, are you even watching the game? Yeah. <laughs> Was it recorded earlier? <laughs> yeah, just just on loop the whole time. Yeah. Like we just conceded, and you just see the fan going like, "Yeah."
0: Well, we've come like, a long way because we had the summer tournament <laughs> that was like just a mini friendly thing. But we were excited, and now we're at the point where you know they're going to start introducing fans. So you know it's come yeah. a long way.
1: Yeah, it definitely has. And we thought that we'd never be here to be honest. Um, but you know, hopefully things continue to get better, and you know, hopefully that twenty five percent goes up higher and higher. Um, and we'll see. We'll definitely see. And last bit of news before we uh, get carried away here with Ligia talk. Now, this is just a rumor. I don't know how strong this rumor is. I don't have Christian here to kind of fact check me as and see uh how much credibility this has. But sur- uh, rumors have been surfacing that Brian Ocampos is in the kind of eye of América in order to sign him. He does play on the wing. Uh, América is indeed in need direly of a right winger and he looks like someone that solari definitely wants at least that is what the rumors are saying now supposedly nacional want about eight million for him when in when he originally was only about two million um so there you go there's the club america tax that we all know and love at that point but that is what we have at the moment it looks like america is eyeing out for that Uruguayan right winger I do hope we get him because he looks like a great player Um, fits all the criteria that America is kind of going for those kind of young gem talents that you know have a have have a good future Uh, and if he does come in I think he could definitely do a pretty good job but we'll have to wait and see America is not going to play pay anywhere near eight million for someone like that but I think you can negotiate the price down to about three, 4 million if possible. I mean, we, we did just get pay, paid out for, uh, Silvio Romero. So we have a wow. little bit of, of, of loose change right there. And, but, and we still are, oh, there's a Cidio Dominguez fee, by the way, gen- ladies and gentlemen. So we still maybe have potentially more money to spend in the summer, but that is what we have at the moment. Just Ocampos is what is rumored and we'll see what happens afterwards. Um, AJ, any more news, or do you think we got it all capped up here?
2: Um, The only thing as well is um, the E-League MX did start today where we have um, two players. We don't have the most greatest FIFA player that Santiago Casas representing us anymore because that dude is just back in Argentina. Uh, we did win our first game um, 3-1, I think it was, against Nakata. So, hey, that's, that's some good news from us.
1: Definitely, definitely. We have Louis in the chat saying, what's up? And we have, I
2: am Rich. I can never say the last
1: part because we're going to get banned here. Uh, But he's like, what's his FIFA 21 rating? His FIFA 21 rating is a 70 overall, but he has a potential of a 77. And if anyone knows the potential glitch on FIFA, you know, he can skyrocket away past 85. (laughs) Um, But yeah, looks like a pretty good uh, young Uruguayan talent and you know, I'm on for it. We'll see whether or not we do end up getting him. But that is all the news we have so far in regards to Copa. Alright, gentlemen, let's talk Ligia. Let's talk Pachuca. America will, will start off the Ligia run in Hidalgo on Thursday. It's going to be uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Central and 8 o'clock Eastern kickoff game for us. Um, gentlemen, I was reading somewhere online that someone said that out of all the teams that America could have faced, Pachuca potentially was the toughest opponent that they could have gotten. What is your take on that, Ryan? Uh,
0: I don't know. If toughest, but definitely the way they've unfolded, especially with that last game. We just saw mm-hmm. um, when they caught fire, they, they really caught fire. And that's, that is concerning because in, in the first half, I didn't think they were overall that impressive. Um, but I don't know if they would say the, the hardest team to play. But it again, this is nothing. This is no pushover team. Um, that does you know that doesn't mean like once that game starts, you know, form everything in the past this, this season's out the window. You know, so they're looking good. That is one thing for sure. Um, you know, the hardest that's just hard to tell right now for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it it's you know it, it is a team that has catched a little bit of fire. And we've said, the one thing that's going to carry you in a Ligia is momentum. Right. And I'm looking at Pachuca's last couple of games, one, two, three, four, the past four have all been victories. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. Brian, it wasn't the best the first half against Chivas, right? They had to kind yeah. of turn it on in the second half and Chivas kind of crumbled afterwards. And I think that's what helped the scoreline look what the scoreline looked at afterwards. Oh. But... You know I I do think this is a difficult team. I mean, we know our history in Pachuca hasn't always been the best. Although in recent times when we have faced them in the Guias, things have looked favorable. I mean, I sure. want to go back to a comment that Chicago Fire is saying right here, saying historically them and Santos have have had paternity in the guy over us. And if you take a you know overall broad history of that, yes, that's true, right? But I, I do think that America, regardless of who you were gonna face, you have to go up against the best quote-unquote teams, and you have to beat them, right, if you want to crown yourself champions. Um, and I do think that this is an interesting matchup. Uh, like I mentioned, Pachuca at home eh, in their stadium it is, is a different team sometimes, uh, and America's going to have to come out there and play smart. I I don't think it would be a smart thing to do to come out and try to play for a draw, and then kind of bank everything at the Estadio Azteca. I think you need to go out there and you need to play your game and try to get and secure a victory if possible. But away goals, really, that's that's, that's the one thing that you really need to get out of here. Uh, but coming into this one, Brian, h- how are you feeling? How do you think America is coming into this one?
0: Um, I feel pretty good, especially like we were talking earlier to get a 3-1 win in, in Concacaf Champions, have a little bit of a, a timeout. like That feels good. Um, there will be some question marks um, in this game because they had some players, in my opinion, that played really good. As I posted, the heat map of Kevin Alvarez, who was all over the field, each end, and like he didn't stop the whole game. That that can, there could be opp- opportunities there. Sorry, um, for them to get a good counter with him and link up with a team with who's in good form, like with Sosa and De La Rosa, who who's now playing really really well. So. Um it, it could be really complicated for for them, especially on the road. And like you're saying, you're gonna need road goals for this.
1: No, I I completely agree with you on that aspect. AJ coming into this one, how, how are you feeling? How do you think America's looking?
2: Um, they're looking good as well, but that's by no means necessary that just because pachuca got into repechai is just like no problem. Because remember what happened last time we had a team for repecha coming against us, I was us Yeah, that was scary. With Pachuca on the hand, they've been looking good. 11 goals in their past four games and in their last two games, particularly against San Luis and Pachuca, I mean against Chivas, nine of those goals were scored. And the way they've been looking, like Brian mentioned, players like Ismael Sosa Roberto De La Rosa, those guys are on fire. Kevin Alvarez and then even Oscar Murillo, just what he did to Guadalajara, it felt like no one marked them. And mentioning about market uh, marking players, that's something that many struggled with in the past when it comes off of set pieces. So lightning guy like that. If you let him get in the air, no one marks him. Just like we did against TUS, we could particularly get punished because of that. But going to this game, like we're in good form. We defeated a Portland Timbers. We don't have to worry about the Conquer champs now until August. Now let's get ready for the big thing, which is the Liga and the ultimate goal at the end of the day. We're trying to go win, get our that 14th title. And for a team against Machuca, that's gonna be a, um, an interesting game. For America to get themselves in. So all in all, I'm ready for it. And I can't wait to see what these two teams are going to bring to each other on Thursday.
1: It's going to be a real test to Solario as well, right? His first Ligia. And I mean, he's already kind of showcased that he can do some really good stuff uh, with America. I mean, his first semester here and look, look, you know, 38 points looking really good. And obviously we all know it should have been 41. But, you know, one, v- one, one wrong player can lead to three points. So... Well, hopefully everyone's marked down properly in this one. Um, but I do think that, you know, what Brian mentioned is, is important to kind of take is that I think Pachuca does have some very good individual talent. But I do think they, they, that they rely on it heavily. And I think that if America is able to shut down some of those avenues to get. Those players the ball, then I think then America can, can can dominate the game how they want to. And I think that's the most important thing about this matchup is that Solari comes into this one and says, okay, we're going to go into the Stadio Algo and we're going to play our game. We're not going to let them come to us. We're going to let them, we're going to take the game to them. Um, we know that this is a team that wants to you know, play with the ball more. We we, we want to have the ball. We want to move it around and we want to dictate the tempo, right? Kind of like we did against Portland. We set, you know, we kind of set the tone of the match and it's up to Pachuca to try to see if they can match that intensity, match that level. And I think that will be important for Solari and the players to do so. The only thing that does worry me is those aerial duel battles that you mentioned, AJ. Um, I don't know if Bruno's at a hundred percent yet. And we know that the uh, that the set pieces have sometimes been our Achilles heels, the dead ball situation. Um, so I, I think that's the one avenue that Pachuca is going to try to exploit and we're going to have to wait and see. But if we can control the midfield, right? I don't think we run into too many risks. If you have a player like Pedro Aquino kind of holding it down, being the anchor of the team and Richard Sanchez really exp- exploding and, and being kind of more of a creative uh, midfielder and, you know, not to even mention what Fidalgo most likely is going to be capable of doing, I think that America is in a really good position. Now I want to lead to the question that we had from Lewis Louis in the beginning is, do we start Vinyas or Henry on Thursday? AJ, who, do you, who are you going with?
2: I got myself Vinyas going into in this match. I just feel like just because the momentum he was carrying over from Conca Champs and his good form that he's been having, I feel like by no doubt you have to start um, Federico Vinyas. Yes, we know Henry and Lee, he did have it to get a goal against Moulin. But that doesn't necessarily mean, oh, he scored one goal, let's start him. No, I, you might as well not bench the play that has been going on a hot streak at the moment. So I go with Vinas over Henry in this case.
0: Interesting. Brian? Yeah, I think I, I agree. Um, we, need, we needed Vinas to, to, to get a goal against Portland, and he did. Uh, you can see that, you know, that rhythm he's feeling right now. I, I think you just got to keep it going. To be honest, I, I, that just my personal opinion. He's got plenty of quality to do so. So, I, I'd be perfectly fine with 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 him in in uh, up front.
1: Definitely. And, and look, I think it's going to be a very physical battle in that box. You know, with 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 whoever we put out there, and we know that Henry is capable of, you know, going toe to toe with any um with any defender. Right. He mm-hmm. AJ calls him muscle man for a reason. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think Vines has a little bit of an added presence where he I feel gets to more of the aerial duels. He he's able to win them more. If if he's more I don't I don't think he's more kind of accurate with his finishing in in the heading department, but I think that he could prove pivotal and uh I mean we saw what he did his first season against Tigres, right? I mean, yeah. what a header in in, in the comeback uh, at the Estadio Volcán. So I, I agree with you guys. I think that Vines should start and I think we will start. Um, and, and with that said, I think let's go with this predicted lineup. I, I'm seeing Ochoa in it. I'm seeing Georgia out wide, Luis Fuentes. In the middle, I think we see Sebastián Cáceres. A lot of people want to put Bruno Valdez there, but Emmanuel Aguilera seems to be ready. And I think he might put Emmanuel Aguilera. I, I think, think Emma Aguilera starts over Bruno, and then in the midfield we have, um, like I mentioned, Pedro and and um, and Richard. In, in that camp spot, we have Fidalgo. In the wide, I think Mauro Linus on the left, and on the right, I think um, I think Leo Suarez plays. I think you just kind of you know try to see what he's capable of doing after that game against Portland. And up top, Viñas. Uh, Henry and Cordova should be Featuring on the bench in that aspect But in regards to that 7-11, gentlemen How do you guys feel about that? Mainly The defense, Brian
0: Well, that's going to be The most Most of the question marks uh, America has, I think I think you're not far off, I I think that That could be the case Um, Being that Bruno I, I don't know if he's still Quite there yet, and in a game like this, you kind of have to have everybody who's in rhythm.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. But again, then again, the question mark on Aguilera is how much in rhythm is he after being kind of out in injury and stuff like that, and is he better? Yeah, really I mean, like,
0: like that's the question mark. Is, is is who's I should say who's better suited right now? And it's mm-hmm. you know that's going to be the almost like a I wouldn't say game time decision, but kind of you know I that's going to be the yeah. biggest weakness for América.
1: And then all of a sudden, it's Jordan Silva and Cassidy. Right, right. And <laughs> playing with the back three. Uh, AJ, how are you thinking about that starting level? What you, you liking it?
2: Um, I'm liking it. Just as Brian mentioned, just the, the questions are just all regarding defense. While, yes, we have, we have a solid defense in the league. I think we were tied. I think for fourth, there was a sum. But it's just this is the same defense. We stuck with Pio and we complained about just saying, how do we have these four playing? Same time, this is all that we have left. Do you really want Jordan Silva starting? I don't think so. Ramon Juarez, I mean, ever since he's been put back to Fuerza Basque, I haven't heard much since. You think he'd be ready for a D-E-N game like this? No, I don't think you'd want to put that either. This is for a left-back option, left back and right-back option. There's not much to go with. Luis Suentes, you could put Escobosa there. The thing is, you're going to want to see Escobosa playing like a winger going out of position, or you want someone like Fuentes who just stays back and knows what he has to do. Despite him lacking the pace, he knows what he has to do, but all I mean, this the back four is what you're most likely gonna expect. Like, the thing is, the toss team, Bruno and Emma, who you're really gonna have is more prepared. I feel like considering saying Emma's been the one that's been playing a majority of our games this season. You're gonna have to go with them in this because of Bruno Valdez. If anything, you can put him in the second leg if you want. If you feel like either Emma or Augustus are shaky, then so be it. But all no know, um, I like this, um, back four can't really go wrong with it. Can say that's what we have.
1: Definitely. I think, you know, they have to go out there, step up their game and you really take it to them and say, look, this is the reason why we finished where we finished and you guys finished where you guys finished. And uh, well, we'll have to wait and see. But game plan, Brian, what do you think the game plan is going to be for for
0: America? Well, kind of like we touched on earlier, um, you want to make it more comfortable for yourself. in the next leg. And I think there's going to be a bit of an aggressive feel, uh, not too, too much, but I, I think they're going to try to dominate um, as much as they can in that midfield and um, really just, you know, impose their presence on Pachuca as much as they can and kind of take away that, um, you know, that rhythm that they're feeling right now um, because there is just a lot of quality with America um, specifically in that midfield. So uh, I think they're going to be more aggressive than, you know, some might think um, because I think uh, getting, getting those goals early, um, it's going to, set them up pretty, pretty good moving the next leg.
1: No, yeah, I agree with you. I, I completely agree with you. AJ, if you had to pick out one player to stand out from this game for, that America, for America that needs to kind of, you know, kind of be, quote-unquote, the hero of the match, who are you, who you putting?
2: I want to go with Pedro Aquino, actually. It's just the midfield, knowing how Pachuca has just been hot on the counterattack, and when having a last day, I feel like Pedro going to have to be the one to make sure that none of those attackers or midfielders are going to try to get wrong, pass by him, if anything. I just like he. there are games where I feel like if we did not have Pedro, Aquino just anchoring that midfield, being that center defensive mid that we need, I feel like a lot of midfields would just be going right past by us, and, that whole, and then at that point, we just have to rely on defense and hope they can recover the ball, side-side, whatever they got to do. So I think like for again in this case, he's going to definitely be the player for me to look out for on this, uh, this upcoming match on Thursday.
1: I agree with you. I think he needs to be the anchor. And if he can kind of, you know, have the game that we all expect him to have, then I don't think Pachuca really gets too much things going in the counterattack. They'll have to be a little bit more creative in that aspect. But who knows? Maybe that's why Pedro Oquino got that hair, new hairdo that, you know, Troy definitely did not like. Maybe it's to scare a couple of the Pachuca players off. So we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Brian, who's your kind of go-to man for this game?
0: Uh, I was a bit torn um, between Fidalgo and Leo. But if Leo is coming off a, a, a game where he looked well, one rating system at eight point nine and one <laughs> was eight. Uh, I want to see if he can carry that because I, we've all had kind of a bit of criticism where yeah, he moves really quick um, on the ball, but the, the, the production's lacking. Um, and the reason why I was going to say Fidalgo is he's kind of had that too, where it's a lot of you know growth with the control with his, his, his own tempo in the game and change of direction. I think he's done really well, but he, 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 he still hasn't gotten, you know, one of those games where you're like, well, he, you know, that was it. That was the MVP, but he's been, you know, good. He's been a great adi- addition, but um, I, but like we were saying, it's, it's going to have to be Leo because to, to have that game he just had, can he do it again? And this is, this is, this would be his opportunity. I agree with you. I think that Leo has to have a huge game.
1: And I'm going to go with Fidalgo now that you mentioned him. I think that if he can step up and be kind of that talisman that everyone wants him to be, right? Because you come from Spain, you, you always kind of have that little bit of added pressure. Like, oh, you're from Europe. So, you know, you should kind of, you know, be be the, so that one player, right? right? So, I, you know, I, I think you're right, Brian. There are some comparisons that we can draw between Leo and um. And go, but the difference is that one just arrived to the league; the other one's had well over a year in the team, right? right? So one should definitely be carrying more weight than the other. But if both of them could do a pretty good job, and we have a really good synced midfield, then I, you know, I, I don't see how we can we where we can't go wrong in that. Um, I, I I do want to make sure that I make a takes their chances right i feel like we we just don't and and that's the one thing that's been frustrating me all season long is that this america side there was games where we could have won easily 3-0 but we ended up winning 1-0 and we put ourselves kind of in that kind of squeaky bum time situation at the end when it was just like well are we gonna draw this game because we didn't take our chances earlier in the game right. so i i think that america needs to be as clinical as possible and i think you're right having someone that's a bit on a hot streak like Vines and maybe bringing on a Henry who's trying to get back on that streak could be kind of beneficial for America. But look, I'm saying is make the chances, but take them, finish them, you know, because then that's also how you avoid Pachuca from getting you on the counters if you finish all your chances. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, prediction for the first leg, gentlemen. Brian, I'll give it to you first.
0: Well, I think it's going to be a pretty tough one. I'm going to go 1-1. 1-1. Okay. All
1: right. Okay. AJ?
2: I'll go 2-1 in this one. Add another 2-1. goal.
1: This is for America. 2-1 for America. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to be as optimistic as I can be on this, and I'm going to go with a 1-0 victory. A clean sheet, a away goal, Like, what more could you ask for, right? Well, more away goals, but I'm just going to go with that. 1-0, America takes it to the Azteca. Um, And then I think from there on, you kind of have to do your game, right? So in in the second leg, what's the most important thing that you guys think America needs to do in order to close this game out, right? Whether it's a 1-1, 2-1, 1-0, whatever the result may be, what's the one thing that America needs to do in the second half? Not the second half, sorry, the second leg in order to kind of, you know, secure their ticket into the next round?
0: Um, I'm going to say do pretty much what you did with the Portland game, because to me Mm -hmm. it came off like they were the ones that needed, you know, to make up a deficit, and that's kind of how it felt, in my opinion. So Mm -hmm. no matter really what happens in this first leg, you know, that's, you know, comforting right after the game. But once that second one starts... It's the mentality of Really going after it and kind of feeling like You're the one, you know That needs to make up for something it just, just in my opinion that they have to be You know, they have to have that hunger um, To overcome, you know, anything that that game throws at them
1: definitely, definitely AJ, I'll ask for your opinion right now But we have a couple of predictions Chicago Fire saying 1-0 to America in Hidalgo And then Louis going with a 1-1 draw Then a 2-1 victory in the Estadio Azteca Interesting, interesting But, um Kind of any more added thoughts in that, AJ? I know this is a hard thing to do, these second leg like, predictions and all this stuff, because we haven't seen the game on Thursday, right? And it all depends on that, but what do you think America needs to come in and do at the at this against Pachuca?
2: It's just, they have to just build up on their play from wherever they're, whatever they happen to do in that first game, continue building up in that second game, whether if you're, if you're down a goal, you're up by a goal, serious series is tied up, whatever that case may be, just continue bringing the game towards the opposition. At that point, you know, at that second life, it's like it's life or death at that point. You're either, you're going to move on to the next round, or you're going to be sent backing home. And that's not what you don't want. So at this point, America, just like what Brian said to Portland, just continue adding on to it, adding the momentum, whatever that we got going at this point. It's important. This second leg, it's it's everything at this point. Just want to see America do what they do what they do best, and that's just getting that's just getting wins and just moving on to the next round. I just like to see what else I can do. Especially it's it's gonna be. His first game in the Ligia, well, the first game said so the second leg of so the second leg, he's gonna feel like okay, this is what the Ligia is like. Now I do do my homework and know what I gotta do in order to improve in the second leg.
1: Yeah, and so lot of, I mean it's 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 hard to not accept the fact that he's a very smart man when it comes to this sport, right? He understands he's adapted himself very well into this league already. I think he he kind of gets gets an understanding of where his team's uh best capable of, of 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 succeeding and where his weakest links are. And I think that you know, he's had what, eighteen games now. Um, 17 actually in the league to to get it all kind of sorted out. And I think he's, he's, he's looking at it and saying, okay, I think I, I know how to prepare myself for this and we'll have to wait and see. One thing I do want to see is like you guys mentioned, obviously build off of what you have, but kind of build off the crowd as well. I mean, you're going to have fans at home for the first time, undeniably that you are going to be the, the, the team that's going to have the most fans out there in your own home stadium. Um, so use it to your advantage, right? Give them a show, give them something worthwhile and advance into the next round and hopefully, hopefully you have them again in, in the semifinals. So, we'll have to wait and see. Again, these things are the hardest thing to predict because, of course, you know, the first thing is so detrimental. Because what if America blows, you know, the lead, I mean, blows the water and says, you know what, we're winning 5-0 in Hidalgo, and then you come to Seseca, and we're like, well, well, I guess you can just kind of park the bus if you want. But, um, you know, I just want to see an America side that is consistent. Right, It's the one where we've always wanted to see Is an America that's consistent And slowly but surely We've seen that Maybe we don't get a full 90 minutes consistency But we get a good you know, 60 minutes at times Sometimes less Sometimes right. only one half um, But I do think we, that's the one thing we want to avoid A tail of two halves for mm-hmm. this one uh, And just be as consistent as possible So gentlemen, if you had to Put it all on the line Are we betting the house or are we betting the toilet AJ For this game against Pachuca What is your
2: second leg prediction? My second leg prediction, the score? I'll go 2-0 at home in this one, and let's bet the house. Sure, I'm all in it for betting the house.
1: All right, we are betting the house in the league, and let's hope we have a house to come back to in the semifinals then. Uh, Brian, what is your prediction for the second leg?
0: Well, you know, kind of what you said, I think actually having fans is going to be such a different feel. Um that you know whether it's a one-nil or a one-one, I think they will be able to turn things around. I think they'll I think they could pull off a, a three-one.
1: A three-one. I like it. I like a three-one. Uh I am gonna go with um I'm gonna go with a two-zero. Kind of like AJ said. I'm going with a two-zero. Um, again, this is a team where I wish I could give the three-nil prediction. I wish I could give the four-nil prediction, like I, you know, very widely do sometimes, mm-hmm. but He's just, under Solari, I haven't really seen that. And even though we finished as the best offensive team in the league, if you can believe that or not, we finished yeah. as the best offensive team in the league. Yeah. 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 How? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but we know, that, we know that this team can, can, can score goals. It's just a matter of, you know, refining your, your finishing. And hopefully they have that for the Ligia. Hopefully all those chances they missed was because they were reserving them for the Ligia. Sure, that's what yeah. I'm trying to, you know, tell myself week in and week out. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But, I mean, let, let, let's see what happens here. Our beloved Cowboys saying uh, two to one in the second leg. We're what getting four? I don't know.
2: We're getting a lot of, <laughs> of, we're getting a lot of predictions that saying two goals. I think there should also be some kind of claustrophobic contract that says you score three. You get a bonus too. And At that yeah. point, he's like, okay, maybe <laughs> yeah. He could give him all the requests. So I could do all his three. Mm, nah, uh, uh-uh. uh, that's that's just not me. No, if there's money involved in it, we get some more on his payday. He's like, okay, maybe I'll move it. The players like, get me three goals, please. It's for a reason. Thank you.
1: That'd be a nice clause to to add if, if they ever do end up renewing Solari's contract. We have a uh, Don Chingon too, going with a one to one. I don't know what his first prediction was, but Absolutely. hopefully, it makes that America advances. Uh, But still, it it looks like an interesting matchup. Uh, Again, all these games live via to the NA, like I mentioned. Uh, Sunday, again, games have been changed back to 6.05 p.m. Pacific time, 8.05 Central, 9.05 Eastern time. And uh, you guys can catch all of that on our Twitter as well, as we'll be keeping you guys minute by minute on Thursday and Sunday at EGWI Podcast. You guys can go check that out. Brian, where can they find you on
0: Twitter so they can check out all the cool video clips that you're going to be posting? Uh, I hope there's enough to post, but at Brian Carnicero um, on Twitter. Uh, and then, you know, obviously, as you guys know, Foot Cult. So follow Footcult Cult um, on Instagram and Twitter. So, yeah, you can find me there. Hopefully there's something to post or maybe something funny. <laughs>
1: definitely something always happens brian's always got you covered with a with with a great replay i promise you guys on that aspect um i mean they did much better with the cameraman remember brian when we used to have to put the cameraman on blast
0: yeah yeah that and a lot of replays in the middle of a play and i don't know what is going on i don't know who who, who gives the green light to that but that one is (laughs) that's atrocious it is (laughs) It is, or 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 the aquí y ahora,
1: like the primer impacto stuff. Yeah, I'm just like no. <laughs> the screen like, is why? like this. You're yeah. Like, <laughs> like like why do both screens have to be tiny? I, I don't get. That's the one thing I don't get. Like primer impacto doesn't doesn't take up the full. screen. It's like a little small one too. And then exactly. the game's been reduced to a small screen as well. This is just a big gap of space of nothing. I mean, at least have an ad or something. Right. Um. But no, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll have to see, but. Uh, we have a we we have a comment for Brian here. Quickest gifts equals Brian got you. Yes, he definitely does. Fred Duran going with a 3-1 victory for America. And look, all we can hope for is that America gets the job done, moves on into the semis and maybe kind of, you know, gets that feeling or or, or kind of makes us forget about uh Ligia's past of of last season under Miguel Arteta and you know, hopefully under this Salati tenure we we have something to celebrate about. But hey, Again, all of that comes down to Thursday and Sunday. Gentlemen, anything else to add on before we kind of wrap it all up here?
0: No, I'm just ready for uh-huh. some some Ligia.
1: <laughs> ready for some Ligia. The Ligia Madness back. And America's in it. And hopefully... We can win it So we'll have to wait and see What happens there But uh Alright Thank you to every single One of you guys that were out here That does it for us We'll be back next week To talk things all America aspect We won't be here on Thursday Because America is gonna be playing But hey AJ Maybe they can catch us on Friday To talk and recap All things Lady Aguilas Ooh. And how painful This season was Ooh. But hey We'll talk more about that Later on in the week Alright then You guys have a wonderful time Stay safe out there Again follow us all On Twitter Football EY Podcast Brian AJ Heck if you want to follow follow. Follow me. Do it. I don't even post that much. But when I do, it's mostly something random. All righty then. You guys have a wonderful time. You guys take care. Be safe. Wear your masks. And as always, Arriba America. Good night.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.